Okay, we're back on this Monday afternoon. I'm Jeff MacArthur. New travel rules went into effect this past weekend at the Canada-U.S. border. Here with the details, let's welcome in our friend, the travel lady, Leslie Cater, joins us once again. Leslie, good afternoon. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Uh, first off, uh, what are the new rules that have just come into effect? Okay, so the new rules for land crossings now is that you have to be fully vaccinated, which is completely new, of course. It wasn't necessary before. And as you know, you have to be vaccinated to get on a plane in Canada. So I guess a lot of people were using the ability to drive across the border and then uh, do their usual travel from there. Not anymore. All right. And fully vaccinated. Is that two shots? Is that three shots? Do we have clarification on that? They've just said fully vaccinated. So I would interpret fully vaccinated as being double vaxxed. They haven't specifically said that you require the booster. Okay. And what sort of documentation are we now going to need at a land crossing? When we come up to the border, used to be uh, it was just the passport, your passport uh, you needed, but it's a little more involved these days. Right, exactly. Well, they did say that you've got to be prepared to verbally confirm your vaccination status but you should be able to provide proof of full vaccination. And it's got to be with CDC-approved vaccines. So I I guess we're going to be using those um, vaccination cards that we use for travel now, uh, the federally issued ones. You're going to have to do have something like that. And I always like to travel with a paper copy as well as just using my phone. All right, yes, because we can't rely on our phones sometimes. How many times have we gone there? We're searching in our digital wallets. It's like, uh, uh, I swear it was here just a moment ago. And speaking of that, should we expect even longer delays at the border because of all of this, Leslie? Well, exactly. I mean, if you've got two or three cars in front of you and the guy can't find his thing on his phone or his batteries worn down or something, yeah, I mean, it is going to take longer. and, And this is what people are concerned about because keeping that border flowing is important. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move from the land crossing and let's get back to the air here for a second because we've also got numbers out today that say that uh, in December, 700,000 Canadians flew abroad. This despite a a non-essential travel advisory in effect. Are you surprised by that number? Uh, You know, I'm not. Uh, I, I, I've seen it with the people I've spoken to and the people we've booked and many people who didn't book with us phoning up for, you know, further clarification on requirements. There's a lot of Canadians flying. And I guess their feeling is, look, we're doing everything properly. We're wearing a mask. We're double vaccinated. We're boosted. And we're just going to now do this because we've had two years of not traveling. I think they've reached the saturation point. Yeah, a lot, a lot of pent-up demand. Is that what you're hearing? And are you hearing any regret from customers that maybe canceled back in December, maybe over the holiday season, and actually, in hindsight, wish they went? Because we've also had, and you and I have talked about this uh, mm-hmm. in weeks past, that uh, right. you know, there's been a lot of people that uh, regretted the decision to uh, travel. Well, yes, we have had people who were caught down uh, in various resorts and they tested positive. I I think most people dealt with it in a very sort of philosophical way, thinking, well, this could happen anywhere in the world. 
We are getting a little bit of pushback right now with people considering maybe moving their vacation a few more months just till they feel totally confident. And it is a very personal decision. You know, we don't try and push them one way or the other because you've got to be comfortable and be prepared for anything. But uh, just uh, things are definitely getting better. If you look around the world, uh, the UK on the 11th of February, they're going to drop the requirement for the pre-arrival testing, which is a big financial strain on Canadians traveling to many places right now because these PCR travel tests are expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, I got about a minute left here, Leslie, but I wanted to ask yeah. you about the travel advisory in place, the non-essential travel advisory. Just how much longer can we expect that to be uh, in place? Is there any word about it being lifted? We haven't heard anything about that yet. Um, it was lifted back earlier in the year and then brought in again on uh, the 21st of October, it was lifted. So I think we have to uh, evaluate how we're doing with Omicron. And that's the important thing for travelers. Remember that there's a lot of people at home here that are getting Omicron that are not vaccinated. But to travel, you have to be vaccinated. And I think those people should be given a little bit more freedom. All right. And uh, just uh, finally here, can I also ask you uh, just quickly about uh, the tests uh, coming back to uh, Pearson Airport, uh, because there was word that Air Canada and others wanted those dropped that, uh, you know, you were mentioning uh, the UK a second ago, that they're uh, expensive and unnecessary. Is there any update on that? Uh, Yes, they have been lobbying the government, the various airlines and associations. And now there is word that the prime minister is going to address this issue very shortly. I don't know if they will do away with the on-arrival testing, but there's a feeling that tests are so scarce in Canada, we really need them for more important reasons. All right. I got to leave it there. There's the travel lady, Leslie Cater with us, and we're back after a break. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.